Hello and welcome back to West Bank Bible Church Podcast. I'm Dave here with Pastor Merritt. Today we'll be looking at the Doctrine of Heaven. Uh, That outline will be available on westbankbiblechurch.com or on the podcast. There should be a link there if you want to open it up and follow along. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1.9 as may or may not be necessary. Thank you, Father, for the provisions of 1 John 1, 9 to make us as pure as the driven snow because we name our sin back to you. So guide us now and direct us as we look at the the heavens and there are more than one listed in the Bible. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The Bible provides many descriptions of our future home, such as streets of gold, a place where there are fruit trees, cities, thrones, angels, crowns, etc. Yet it is obvious these are, in most cases, anthropopathic or anthropomorphic, uses, not literal uses. God has not provided a literal description given our mortal nature vis-a-vis his divine nature. Whatever gives you ecstatic happiness in time might provide a starting point in our quest to answer What will heaven be like? Perhaps it satisfies then to summarize the description of heaven as a place where believing mankind goes after death or the rapture, whichever occurs first. It is therefore each, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) it is there each believer will enjoy unimaginable happiness. I'll tell you a story about my daughter when she asked me when she was a child what would heaven be like? And I said well whatever makes you happy think about it. And uh, that's the way heaven's going to be like. And she says well I know what that would be. That would be where I had a thousand collie dogs. And I said, well, hold to that vision. The Greek noun uranos is the most often used New Testament word translated heaven or heavens. It appears more than 300 times in the New Testament. Uranos is very often used in the New Testament to describe three different heavens. The aerial, which would cover up to approximately 25,000 feet, usually referred to as that space occupied with air. The area above the aerial, where the constellations pervade, 
is perhaps to us as the sidereal. And then there is the third heaven, which is the abode of God. The aerial heaven is the home of the sun, moon, and stars. Matthew 8, 20, 21 and 22. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. Acts 10, 12, 13, and 14 read, Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. The sidereal heaven is where the space station and multiple satellites circle planet Earth. It is also from where a Russian astronaut said, I am in heaven, but I don't see God. In his ascension, Christ passed through the aerial and sidereal heavens on his way to the third heaven. Hebrews 4.14 Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. The third heaven is often referred to as the abode of God. Matthew 5.16 In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. David, tell us more about the ascension of Christ. Top of page two. In his ascension, Christ ascended far above all the heavens where he sat down on the right side of God in the place of honor in the heavens. Romans 8.34 Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. The third heaven is the scene of Christ's present life and activity. It is from the third heaven that the Holy Spirit descended at Pentecost. 1 Peter 1.12 it was revealed to the Old Testament prophets that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you 
by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. It is one of the abodes of the angels. Matthew 18.10 See that you do not look down on one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Paul was caught up in the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, he knew not. 2 Corinthians verse one, chapter 12, verse 1 through 5. I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard an inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Heaven will be the eternal dwelling of the saints in resurrection glory. Now we know that if the earthly tent we lived in is destroyed, we will have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. From the third heaven, Christ will descend to the aerial to receive his saints at the rapture. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Christ was subsequently come from third heaven with his saints and with his body angels at his second advent. David, I would comment on Matthew 18.10. Those little ones that is referred to are little children that uh, Christ was dealing with, and uh, he made the important point that these little ones are special. And so he said, as you read, see that you do not look down on one of these little ones. And then there, what uh, David read about the this person, a friend of Paul's who had gone to the third heaven and uh, Paul went to heaven and saw what was going on there and was duly impressed. And that's what uh, he meant in First Thessalonians 4.16 and Second Corinthians 5.1. In fact, we read a dissertation by Lewis Perry Chaper and others about that particular series of verses. Okay, now let's go on and see what we can find in Matthew 24.30 about heaven. 24.30 and 31, At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. 
and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. In the present life, Paul says heaven should be the place our, of our positional citizenship. Philippians 3, 20 and 21, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. The present three heavens with the earth will one day pass away. Second Peter 3, 7 But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Second Peter 3.10 but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Isaiah prophesied of a new heaven and a new earth in Isaiah 65, verse 17. I'm going to read Isaiah 65, 17. For behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come into mind. Now let's see what words, uh, other words, or combinations of words are used in a heavenly context. Let's look at a new but similar word, uranios. It is used as a description of God the Father in Matthew 6.14, 26.32, and 15.13. And I'll read, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Matthew 6, I'm sorry, Matthew yeah, 6, verse 32. After all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. 
Matthew 15:14 says, "Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch." Uranios is used as a description of the holy angels. Luke 2:13 and 14. And suddenly there was an angel, excuse me, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It is used of the vision seen by Paul in Acts 26.19. Acts 26.19 reads, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I will not, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Epurias means that which pertains to or is in heaven. It is used of God the Father in Matthew 18.35. And so, verse 34 and 35 read, And his word was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. It is used of the place where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God, i.e. in a position of divine authority. Ephesians 11 Ephesians 1.20, and of the present position of believers in relationship to Christ. Ephesians 2.6, and where they possess every spiritual blessings. And 1.3. 1, Ephesians 1.18, 19 and 20. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparability or incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 2, 6, 2, 7. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1.3 Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It is used of Christ as the second man and all those who are related to him spiritually. That's from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 48. And so verse 47 and 48 and 49, they read, The first man was the dust of the earth. The second man from heaven, as was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as in the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the likeness 
of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. It is used of whose sphere of activity or existence is above or in contrast to that of earth. Principalities and power, Ephesians 3.10, of spiritual host of wickedness, Ephesians 6.12, in heavenly places, in the KJV, in high places. Ephesians 3, 8, 9, and 10. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Ephesians six twelve and 13, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put all on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. It is used of the Holy Spirit. Epuranios, Ephesians 6, 4. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit. It is used of the calling of believers. Hebrews 3.1 Therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. It is used of heaven as the abode of the saints, a better country than that of the spiritual Jerusalem. Hebrews 12, 21, 22, and 23. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. It is used of the kingdom of Christ in the future manifestation, in its future manifestation. Second Timothy 4.18 the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. It is used of all beings and things, animate and inanimate, that are above the earth. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place 
and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. It is used of the resurrection and glorified bodies of believers in 1 Corinthians fifteen forty and 49. 40. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. Verse 49 of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. All right, David. Or nothing. Or nothing means from heavenly, and in most cases, it is used of the aerial heaven. For example, have at it, David. Well, thank you for getting me through that word. Let's say that again. Or a nothing. Or, excuse me. Or a nothing. Or a nothing. That's a tongue twister. Yes, uh, it is. So you may want to look that one up and practice it because I need to. Acts fourteen seventeen. Yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. The etymology of Greek words translated heaven provide a great deal of information from many scriptures. Now let's spend a little time with definition and concept beginning with the Old Testament. The word heaven or the heavens is used in the scripture in a number of different senses. And the most general of these, it includes all that is distinguished from the earth. When employed this way, the words heaven and earth exclude one another. But when taken together, the two embrace all the universe of God. Genesis 1.1 and 1.2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Here comes that word again. The term or anathan is used is often used metaphorically, and I often use it incorrectly. Deuteronomy four thirty two and thirty three. Ask now about the former days, long before your time, from the day God created man on the earth. Ask from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has anything like it ever been heard of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire, as you have, and lived? In a more limited sense, the word heaven is employed to describe the atmosphere which surrounds the earth. Thus we read of the, the dew of heaven. Daniel 4.15, the clouds of heaven in Daniel 7.13, and of heaven giving rain. So let's look at them. First one being Daniel 4.15. 
But let the stump and its roots, bound with iron and bronze, remain in the ground, in the grass of the field. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. Daniel seven thirteen and 14. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Again, the word often includes more than just that which is comprehended within the earth's atmosphere. It is used to embrace all that is visible in the expanse of the universe above man. It would be impossible to set specific limits to the visible expanse of space which stretches away to unknown heights. But as such, the term heaven includes the vast realm in which are the sun, the moon, the planets, and the stars. Gee, that might be a good place to stop. Pick it up the, uh, well, the last third for next week and start a new lesson last week. Whatever you think, David. That uh, sounds good to me. We'll be uh, about the middle of page seven in the outline when we start up next week. It'll be, be beginning with uh, Genesis 1.16. We'll do a little review before we get started. Once again, we sure do appreciate you being with us. Uh, having the opportunity to share the Lord's Word is a great blessing. And I hope Amen. it's a great blessing on you as well. Amen. Uh, if there's anyone within the shout, shout, the sound of our voice that is without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, at this time... Just believe you got it done. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Pastor Merritt, could you close us with a prayer? Okay. Father, we are privileged to be able to present an analysis of the various uses of both Greek and Hebrew and words that relate to uh, uh, heaven and especially as it was used in the book of Daniel. And I would recommend you to take a look at our analysis of the entire book of Daniel. It's one of my favorites. Certainly enlightening. And you can see it on the westbankbiblechurch.com. And it's been a privilege to uh, look at the various words which have been translated heaven or heavens. And uh, we look forward to next week uh, amplifying that which we've covered and continuing our analysis of uh, heaven. I look forward to seeing all of you there. And uh, we'll be pleased to have you come see me in my beautiful castle and I would like to come see you 
So don't forget to give me your address and phone number. All right, David. Again, thank you for being here. And until next time, so long.